Rob and I went true Ocker Aussie today. True bloody Ocker bloody Aussie. Flaming galahs. We had meat pies and sausage rolls for lunch. We did. And <laughs> it was... It was... Uh, wait. Um, it was... Crikey good. Is that, is that a thing? Um, We're terrible Australians. Yeah, We're not good at this. But it was the kind of thing that we used to have in primary school <laughs> for lunch. And now yeah. and now my wife has gone out for the day. And that's what we're having for lunch. Yeah. Something we used to have in primary school. I, I because, feel like I'm 12 yeah. years old again. Which is pretty much how I feel every day. <laughs> uh, but, but more so. And with a burnt tongue. Yep. Because uh, party pies are, are not really party pies unless... The inside is the the heat of molten lava. You know, the inside of your mouth is on fire, yeah. which is uh, what we call an Australian party. Every, everyone's on fire <laughs> all the time. If, if you're on fire, then it's party time. In a tornado. Hello! Lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 7 of Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined as always by the inventor of the internet, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. Some guy was going to get there first, some gore guy, Alfred Gore or something, so I nobbled him, (laughs) took his briefcase, (laughs) slapped it on a desk at a university and said, here... I call it the internet. And they said, no, sir, that is a briefcase. And then I nobbled him too. What is, what is nobbling? Can you, can, you, can you explain that to me without actually nobbling me? I, no, I can't. I, yeah. Look, close your eyes and think of Paris. Oh, God. It's, I'm pretty sure when you nobble someone, it's when you, you knock them over the head. Right. And take all of their stuff. Oh, right. I call that pulling a rob. <laughs> yep. Usually, uh, yeah, because of rob. Hmm. Usually it would mean to steal, but in Australia, when you rob someone, it means you sexually harass them <laughs> yeah, in that's public. Right. It's named after me <laughs> because of my multiple sexual harassings. Har- harassments? Harassments? Har- harassingments? So look out, ladies. Mm, should we re-record this? No. no. Let's not. Let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. Welcome to episode seven. Lucky number seven. Lucky number. Which means... I'm feeling lucky, Rob. It means this... No, not that lucky. You'll, Don't pinch me there. You'll get lucky when I sexually <laughs> harass you. <laughs> Uh, so it's episode 7, lucky 7, which means this is going to be the best episode ever. We're off for a flying start. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here, yep. and I'm going to guarantee uh-huh. to our listeners, you have my solid lock, Rob brand guarantee, is two the- thumbs up. I'm holding two thumbs up here. You can't see this, but I'm doing it. Trust me. Is, is this the act of... Sexually harassing someone or your name? <laughs> I guarantee that I will sexually harass AC no less than seven times for lucky number seven. You've already done it three times today. <laughs> Shut up, big boy. Whip it out. <laughs> yes, sir. <sighs> this is... Look, if we ha- if only if only this was a video podcast like uh, Game Life Balance US, then you would realise that we're just making this all up and actually we're both small geriatric old ladies. Uh... And With deep voices, yeah. deep deep voices. Recording this at um, our greenhouse. To be fair, Rob, if if we did have internet, I would do the spectacle of pulling down my pants. <laughs> yes, if we... I would do that, I would do that for the show. <laughs> I believe in that enough He's... for the show. Yeah, AC is a true showman. I am the king of no pants. Which, by which you mean he? Which I mean, he likes to show people his dangus. <laughs> dangus, dingus, dangus, dungus. Oh God. 
So yes, already we're fulfilling our promise. We've already fulfilled it. We have a we have a featured game, do we? And not just this week. We have one every week, what? except for stream of nonsense week. That's Why just wasn't a disclaimer. I told? You were told because I wipe your memory <laughs> at the end of every episode. <laughs> well, one of many like, black style, many yeah. black things. Yeah, yeah, neuralizer. I think that's y- called. Is it okay? Yeah, I'll trust it's, you. It's on usually that. because I yeah, sexual harassment is a two way street on this <laughs> podcast, baby. <laughs> I can't remember that movie because you wipe my memory. <laughs> With a neuralizer, which I don't know what that is because I don't remember it's, the movie. It's just it's just a metal baseball bat that says neuralizer. <laughs> I just repeatedly hit you until it's just got neuralizer written poorly on it with a sharpie. Until I can no longer remember piano lessons. You misspelled neuralizer. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with my urinator. <laughs> I mean neuralizer. Damn it. God, ura- urinizer. Urinizer. Oh man. All right. Uh, so we do have a featured game. Apparently, can you tell me what it is, AC? Because I don't know. We, I, I've forgotten. Yeah, our featured game mm. is Super Mario Brothers Special. Did you say Super Mario Brothers Special? I did indeed. It is a very special game. Wait. So this is different from Super Mario Brothers. He said feigning disbelief. Well, yes. Yeah. So you remember when we had people in our class who had uh, an intellectual disability? Uh, no, because I was that person. <laughs> And we called and them special. That's that's the same kind of way that this game is special. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. It's our special friend. It's a, spe- it's a, it's a special game. You know. It you know, we, to- we like him. We respect him. But uh, he, you know, there is something different about him. Comes to the console in a different bus to the rest of the cartridges. This metaphor is yeah. It's gonna it, get me in trouble. This breaks down, especially when you said the word bust. <laughs> This breaks bust? down because did I say bust? <laughs> you did. Is this is this a bust? <laughs> Stop grabbing me, Rob. Stop grabbing me. That's four times now you've sexually harassed me. I counted five. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, that was there. Okay, get your hand off that. <laughs> okay. Go on. Let's just keep going. Okay. So Super Mario Brothers Special yep. isn't actually a console game. It is a PC game. Okay, it's a PC game. Mm-hmm. And it's a wait. So it's a version of Super Mario Brothers. Or is yes. it, it is a it is a different... It's not a port of Super Mario Brothers. Okay, not entirely, no. So I'm going to have to tell you the backstory. Yeah, back here. up. Just let's start from the start. Okay. Okay. So Super Mario Brothers came out in 85. Mm-hmm. And the very first follow-up to Super Mario Brothers wasn't uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan or Lost Levels to us. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Doki Doki Panic or, uh, you know, Super Mario 2 he- over here in the... You know, in the Western world. Yep, yep. It is Super Mario Brothers Special, which was released for three platforms, all personal computers. Okay. In Japan, it was released for the NEC uh, PC-8801. Okay. It was released for the Sharp X1. Ah, uh, the old Sharp X1. Mm-hmm. That old chestnut. And in South Korea, on the under Samsung, for the SPC-1500. Okay. Now, I have heard of the first two consoles. Never heard of the oh, Samsung? Sorry, the first two computers. Isn't SPC a manufacturer of, like, canned peaches and things like that? <laughs> In Australia, yes. Uh, so, it's a Samsung computer. Okay. Um, no peaches I've, involved. I have actually seen... Uh, I'm more familiar with the PC8801. Uh, mm-hmm. I've actually seen one of those in operation in a shop in Akihabara. And when I say operation... Um, that's being generous. Okay. <laughs> it uh, it kind of has like menu stuff down the bottom, and uh, it, it's a it's a it was a personal computer, mm-hmm. uh, and there were quite a few of those in Japan, but uh, it it hasn't been until recent times where people have actually started preserving some of the games that came on. Them. Okay. And uh, Hudson Soft got the rights to Super Mario Brothers 
from Nintendo to release this on these three uh, platforms. So it's actually not a Nintendo joint. It's a Hudson joint. It was licensed by Nintendo and it was programmed by Hudson Soft. Uh, okay, the makers of such fine games as Adventure Island. Mm, yep, and Bonk. Good old Bonk. Uh, PC Genjin. We're going to have to cover Bonk. We, yeah, we, we really should. Did we cover Bonk in PC the Kid. original run of this show? No, we don't. We, no, we never did. Okay, we definitely need to do that. Yeah, we do. do. I, I have that. I have the original uh, PC Genjin on uh, PC Engine. Oh, it rhymes. There you go. I get it now. How ah, about that? It all makes sense. Mm, all I will go together. to bat for Bonk. I like Bonk. Bonk is fun. And if you don't like Bonk, I will fight you in the streets and lose. <laughs> You'll do it too. Because I have spindly little spaghetti noodle arms. <laughs> okay, back to Super Mario Brothers special. Yep. So basically, uh, we don't usually review games unless we have the game and or have played the game. Yes. We have actually done that today. Yeah, we did play the game for a brief moment. Uh, well, yeah. Andrew's played it a bit more than me. I have. So I actually downloaded a PC-88 emulator. Yes. So what can you tell us about this? Just, okay. Just the way, the, your first impressions of this game. Okay, so it's... Mm, okay, so the first thing that struck me was that it looks superficially a fair bit like Super Mario Brothers. A fair bit. It does. There are some differences like the color palette's a bit off um it also sounds a lot like super mario brothers but the like it's got the music and the sound effects are there for the most part the music does play at a slightly slower rate which Mm -hmm. is a bit weird the game starts to become noticeably different when you start playing it and the movement of the character is off Mm. the 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 physics because i think the mario physics is really what makes those games fun yeah the and jumping the f- physics. physics in on this PC eighty eight oh one. Did I get that right? Yep. Version are, are are not. It's just not there. It's not up to scratch. So um, you got to remember that PCs back then couldn't really do scrolling. I don't. Yes. I think the first game that could ever do scrolling successfully was uh, Commander Keen by id Software. That was the first PC game that, that they figured out. Uh, they did it successfully. Yeah. In, like, in, like, in a very coherent way. Yeah. Carmack figured out how to how to basically mm. mimic what Mario Brothers was doing on the NES. Mm. Um, it was kind of his personal challenge to to try and replicate um, a, a side scroller, and he um, did Super Mario Brothers three to do that, and actually mm. showed it off to Nintendo, and they were impressed, but they said no, we don't want to, we don't want to branch out to the to the PC market. Yeah, so he had to sort of come up with his own IP, which was Commander King, which we should probably cover in another episode as yeah, well. Yeah, I like Commander King. I'm a bit of a <laughs> bit of a keen boy for that. But uh, yeah, so, so basically, it scroll, does it? <laughs> the way this works is that you reach the end of one screen. The yep. screen will go black for a second, mm-hmm. and then you will appear on the next screen. Yep, which is very disconcerting if you're in mid-jump, for instance. Yeah, it'll suddenly flash over to the next screen, and then you're still mid-jump, and you're not sure... You can't see what's ahead of you. Yeah. You only get maybe like a tenth of the screen back. Yep. So maybe you might see... The the last tenth of one screen is the first tenth of the yeah, next screen. Yeah, like a little so there's overlap. Like a little overlap, but not, mm. a, not a whole lot there. And, you know, for a platformer, I mean, that's a real problem yeah a real problem so of course there are enemies that you don't see there are ledges that you fall down yep. that you weren't there so a lot of this has to do with you having a good memory yes. of where it is i mean you almost need graph paper to kind of <laughs> sketch out a level yeah it's quite a different beast when you're actually playing it mm. but superficially it does look and feel like sound sorry a lot like Super Mario Bros. Yeah. I think they did the uh, best job that they could yeah. for the platform that was available. Yeah. And obviously Nintendo were not worried about, you know, giving the license to, you know, a fairly newly minted but still incredibly popular 
mm. uh, Mario franchise uh, to Hudson Soft for the release on PCs because they just went, oh, we'll make a bit of extra money, and yeah. you know they, they certainly can't replicate what we're doing on the on the Famicom. It's such a different. Can you imagine Nintendo doing that today? Like it's just imp- hard they, to imagine. They would never do it. Never. But never back then really they didn't is. really have that sort of these these uh, IPs were not so sacrosanct. No, they they were very. They were, they were popular, but they were also new. Mm. And, you know, they were open to licensing possibilities because yeah. they made money that way, you know? And then every, everyone's probably been in a situation when you're a kid where you don't have the thing that all the other kids have, you know? Like, you might you might have GoBots instead of Transformers, or you might have a Master System when all your mates have uh, NES or something. And I think if you were a kid back then in Japan or wherever and you had a PC-8801 and all your mates had, you know, Famicoms... Um, you'd feel a bit jealous and you'd want to be able to play um, Super Mario Brothers on your own um, you know, computer system. So I, th- I can see why people would have snapped this game up just so they can say, yeah, I've played Mario Brothers. Might not be the best version yeah. of it, but I've played it. I've got it at home. You know, It, um... it does turn it into a very different beast. And I'm mm. not going to say that it's necessarily a bad game no it's like for what for the limitations of what they were working with i think they did a good job now yeah. they did use a lot of the the assets the, the level designs are if you play it on a on a scrolling system they would be quite good yeah in fact i would go far as far to say that the level design for this feels more like a sequel to the original mario brothers than uh the incredibly difficult mario uh, Mario, Mario 2. Brothers Two did Super Mario Brothers Two oh, did the Lost, the Lost Levels one, the really yeah. difficult one. This is kind of in between those. It does get very difficult later on in the game mm. uh, if you play it in a in a, a proper side-scrolling environment using the original Hudson Soft levels. Yeah, yeah. So there are a, in the original uh, Hudson Soft uh, eighty eight hundred one version. Now I should also say that the Sharp X one version does scroll a little bit better. Okay, so it. It doesn't flash to black. It will actually scroll the level down, kind of oh, like a okay. Legend of Zelda it, like, one game. It drags the sort it of screen. It will drag it, yeah. yeah okay. But you still freeze for a second. Yeah, yeah. Kind okay. of midair. All right. Um, it's also funny that there is no Luigi in this game, but it is called Mario <laughs> Brothers. I say that's a good thing. I say that's a very good thing. <laughs> now, uh, there are some new assets here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's some new, like, there's some different things in this game that haven't appeared in any other hmm. uh, Mario game since. Not not in the same not, not the, the same, same way. way. Yeah. yeah. So we along with the uh, super mushroom and fire flower, there is also the what the game calls the Hummer, <laughs> which is uh, not, it's not Princess Peach suddenly. No, he's not, coming mm. in and uh, <laughs> this is this is a family friendly podcast. All right, so it's the Hammer power up from Donkey Kong. Yeah, okay. You can get that and you can smash enemies with it. Does he swing it like? Like Mario does in Donkey Kong, I believe Kong. so. Like Sim- wildly, similar, not not as wild because <laughs> the hardware would probably crash if you did that. <laughs> you can get the wing. Now the wing is is basically like a little like what you would find on the back of a, a flying turtle in okay. Mario, and that makes him fly temporarily. But it's... it looks like he's swimming. Oh basically. wow! So it turns it turns an ordinary level into like a water level. You're kind of like Flappy Bird almost. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Like um, flip flop Flappy Bird, no, perhaps. Not this again. Like flippy, flippy, flappy, floppy owl. Like fli- flim, flam, flip. Mm, I'm done. Okay, thank you. I had to wait. Just get it out of your system. Um, there is also a clock. Uh, now, why would you need a clock in, in Mario Brothers? Why would you need a clock? Let me think. That's because yes. time is on steroids. Yeah, that's one of the things. I wonder whether it's because like the the processing speed 
is really out of whack with what the uh, the Famicom was capable of. But for whatever reason, the timer just it just soars. It goes down so quickly. Yeah. It goes really quickly, and you yep. still only have four hundred seconds. Yeah. So you will usually hear the end of level. You know, you best hit the run button. Hold that crap down mm. and just run you know just hold hold right and don't stop for nothing because that time will get you and uh, we also there is also a clock mm-hmm. and you can also get the uh hudson honeybee the logo for hudson soft yeah and there's also a lucky star which kind of resembles an atom now the the all these things really seem to do the hudson honeybee will give you eight thousand points yeah and it's only found in world one one i think kind of just as a reference yeah so you get like some extra lives or something out of that and lucky star is basically like the power block for mario brothers yeah where you you punch it and everything on the on the level dies okay so now i have a as well as the uh emulated version of this i have a reproduction cart yes you have a, a, a physical cartridge not an original no but we did plug it in it's the for top the loader. NES. Yep, yep, the NES top loader. Yep. And you got it to work. It's a bit iffy. Um, I think that might be to do with the, the actual reproduction cart itself rather than the software yeah, being, it, being I think, buggy. I think we can get it to work, but if yeah. you play it too much, I think it overheats. Yeah, so I think it's a physical issue with the, the cart you've got. Mm. I don't think the game itself is like fundamentally broken or anything. No, um, and the great thing is, so there are, there are eight worlds, four levels to each world. Yep. And uh, it scrolls. So basically what someone did is someone... Put in the uh, Hudson Soft designed levels yep. on top of uh, the normal Super Mario Brothers game. Yeah, where you have the same assets except a diff- slightly different color palette, but you have the same physics. Everything works the same way it would yeah. in normal Super Mario Brothers. This is the best way to play this game. Absolutely. That's when you find out that these levels are actually quite well designed. Yeah, it's 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 funny because uh, you'd think that you know farming this out to another developer would result in I guess like subpar levels hmm. and the fact that it was designed with this sort of one screen at a time you know way of doing things in mind that it might not play very well but actually when it's running using like the original Super Mario Brothers physics scrolling working perfectly it actually plays really well it's really fun it is you know there's uh, the, it's the right level of difficulty and since you know it, mm. it does have a water level it has an underground yeah it has a castle level so it has all the same things that you would find in a normal Super Mario game yeah. and as I said it it gets harder especially towards the end there are some really difficult jumps that you have to make but it's yeah. no not as evil as malicious as uh, the original Super Mario 2 for the Famicom Disk System. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually a much better sequel in a way. If yeah. not, it's not a sequel, but it, it effectively... It is the first follow-up. Yeah. And, pe- and this game remained forgotten for a very long time until mm. someone unearthed it and went, hang on, there was another Super Mario game. So if you if you want more Super Mario Brothers and you don't want to have to like bash your head against Lost Levels, mm. this is a actually a really good approachable alternative and we don't talk emulators on this show very often although no. we did use one today because we have absolutely no access to the 8801 yeah i, I wouldn't even know how you'd begin you'd have, obviously ebay or something but I, that would I, be a real yeah, dark could, path to go down i could get my hands on one but getting it to work is a completely but then, different but then you matter. know once you start collecting retro computers yeah, you know that's a place i want to go that's to. a real can of worms yeah. um so yep. i don't know like the best way to describe it is like really good, really coherent set of really good Mario Maker levels. Yeah. In a way. That actually is a pretty good description of mm. it. Because it does feel like someone else got a hold of Mario and just made some 
cool new levels for you to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, yeah. Miyamoto had nothing to do with this. It was all Hudson Soft. It yep. was it was, you know, it was just the sign of the times, I guess. But they did a good job. So Rob, uh what would you um would you recommend that people take a look at this today? Yeah, you know what? Actually, after having so when when we played the PC8801 version, I was like, "Oh, this is garbage." Uh but playing it the same game on the NES with the controller in my hand and the and the real original Mario Brothers physics it was a lot of fun yeah. and I actually was enjoying myself and you kind of forget apart from the fact the color palette is again a little off you, you forget that it's not an official Nintendo Mario Brothers game um, so yeah I would definitely recommend it if you're a massive Mario Brothers fan try and get a hold of this if you're a retro gamer if you have all the kit Check it out. If you're it not, is, it is available for you know. emulation. You can okay. get it. I don't. I do not own an emulator. Okay. Other than the PC eighty eight hundred one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I will get rid of that after I finish with it because I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not own an NES emulator or anything like that. But I know that you can, and I'm not going to tell you where to get that emulator because I don't know. But you can get an emulated, uh, like basically what was used for the reproduction cart. Okay. For the emulator. And then if you do decide to go that way, uh, I think it would be worth giving it a go. Yeah, for sure. We get a control. Obviously, plug in a controller. Don't if play you're with a keyboard. big Super Mario One fan, yeah, yeah. You know, if if you're a big Mario fan, especially of the the retro NES stuff, then yes, I think you should take a look. Otherwise, if you're just kind of going, uh, it's just another Mario game that's basically the same as the first one, you probably don't need to bother. Yeah. So a little a little bit of a history lesson there. Yeah, fascinating. I had no idea this game existed until mm. you talked about it to me like last week. Uh... And uh, yeah, really interesting that that thing exists and is actually good. So hmm. yeah, all right, cool. Well, why don't we move on to our next segment where we talk about games and life? So rumor on the street, Rob, is that you are a seller of video games. No way. <laughs> uh, I hear you've actually getting some gaming done. Yeah, I've been getting you game on. I've been getting a lot of gaming done. I've been on leave for the last two weeks, paid leave from work. And pay- paid leave from your family as well. They paid you to go away. You- right. Megan Gates said, here's $200, buy some games and leave me alone. <laughs> um, no, the thing about paid leave is it's dangerous because you start to think, I don't need to go back to work at all anymore. It gives you the illusion that you can- you'll be fine if you don't go to work <laughs> because money materializes in your bank account out of nowhere, as if out of nowhere. And, and you're like, you know what? I might just quit my job. This is fun. And I'm going back to work on, on Monday and I'm very, very sad about that fact. And I'm trying my best to to I guess block that out mentally and I'm good at blocking things out mentally it's how I survive it's how I stave off the crippling depression that lurks at the corners of my mentality but uh yeah two weeks leave tons of time to play games actually um beginning doing the whole uncle stabo slash rob bailey thing of getting up at 5 a.m and and playing games before so the you, family you, gets up you do that even when you're on uh, oh yeah when you're on holidays oh yeah because it's guaranteed gaming time you know and, and on a good day like sometimes my daughter won't wake up until like eight thirty ish, and that means that's, th- that's three and a half hours of uninterrupted gaming, which is fantastic. And that's more gaming than I've. I, when I was like single and didn't have a girlfriend, I I would struggle to get that much gaming done in a day. So it's it's working out really well. I've been playing a lot of games. See, I just can't um, do that. I just can't. Get I'm not a morning person. Yeah, I'm not even like fully awake usually until like eleven or twelve. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. Like it just I, and I stay up all night. Mm. Like I can stay up all night. I can just keep going and going. But after I conk out, mm. it takes me quite a long while to get up there again. And like I'm just useless if I play games in them. Yeah, like, and there's no point in me doing it because I'm just I'm not having fun and I don't 
really even know what I'm doing because I'm yeah. awake. I think I think if you're not a morning person, this strategy won't work out well for you. Yeah, apparently, you can train yourself to become a morning person. I don't um, want to though. That's the you see. It's so difficult for me to get to sleep that after I get to sleep, I want to stay there for as long as I as I <laughs> damn well can. Yeah. Because otherwise, I basically be going to bed at three, then getting up two hours later at five and going, "Oh, I hate my life. <laughs> I hate everything." Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I have the opposite problem where if I'm... I could talk like this all day long. <laughs> God. Please do. Well, I a... smoke 20 Winnie Blues a day. <laughs> you turn me on, man. <laughs> uh, it's number five. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I have the opposite problem. If I stay up too late and play games, my eyes get really, like, scratchy and sore and I start to nod off. And, mm. I, and, I'm, and I notice that I'm not enjoying the games as much. So, yeah, the mornings are working out well for me. I've, been, I've actually completed... Some games I completed. Oh, yeah? What'd you, what'd you well, get through? I, well, I didn't actually finish some games. I only finished one game, but I okay. finished the Banner Saga, the oh, first yeah? Banner Saga. We were talking game. about that uh, last last episode. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I got through that. Uh, I finished that like yesterday, actually, and um, that that game is really really good, and it does a lot with a little. I think that's the thing I like the most about Banner Saga is the so this game has a really great story really well written story um is it technically an indie game like would you yes. classify it as well it was kickstarted okay but it is a small budget small team but it's it's not like from a major studio no no it's a small team that made this game uh it's definitely like a sort of a passion project uh it's a game that has a great story that's told entirely through text for the most part there is some voice acting but it's quite minimal uh so most of this amazing story is told through conversations that are just text on the screen, which reminds me a lot of the old school role-playing games. Mm. Uh, and it has a really great art style, but for the most part, the art is static. So you'll see conversations between characters and it'll just be like sort of a static image of one character and then it switches to a static image of another character. They will blink and kind of look around a little bit. Uh, it's it's almost like anime in, in that sense of like how they, they'll... They do a lot with with very little animation, yeah. you know. Uh, and there's some still frames, like still images of of an event happening in the game that they cut to with with music behind it that, that are actually like surprisingly powerful. So I came away from that game just thinking, wow, that was really emotionally impactful and moving and engaging. Well, and I did that with so little, like with just text and static images, and and then the sort of the battles. You know, Were you um, satisfied with the conclusion of that game? Yeah, look, it does leave you on a little bit of... I wouldn't say a cliffhanger, but it leaves a lot of stuff unresolved. Sort mm. of like how at the end of the, the first Matrix film, he's there's you know been some sort of like conclusion a little bit, but there's a... Like the the, the greater enemy has not been defeated yet. There's, there's still a, a conclusion lot... to a character arc, yeah, but, but not to the, yes, to the overall story. Yes, yeah. but there's still a lot more... Like the world is still in peril and so forth, and you need, and so I'm looking forward to playing Banner Saga too, and I'm hoping that the choices I made, dare I say, that some of the mistakes that I've made, will carry over to Banner Saga too. Well, it makes it a more personal experience yeah. if they do, right? But this is a game that I know, I know this because I started again from the start after my PC died a couple of years ago. That, that was that, so funny. That, I laughed yeah. and laughed. Yes, I, I, I laughed and then cried on the inside. Uh, this, th- this is a game where you can actually screw up and major characters will die, and you don't get access to those characters. It's it to be to be perfectly clear for those who didn't listen to the last episode. This is a tactical RPG where you can you command a, a a band of of people in a sort of a top down battle map. So you can collect. I think there's around like twenty odd characters in the game. Some of them can die, and and that can that can be the direct result of your 
bad decision making. Uh, so if you if you click the wrong thing or choose the wrong option, like major characters can die. And I'm hoping that when I play Banner Saga two, that it will uh, carry over that, and that the characters that died uh, due to my mistakes will still be dead, and and I'll just continue on where, from where I left off. Because it will so. still be your journey. Yeah, I'm hoping that it will. I'm hoping that it will. So uh, do you do, do you that. have Banner Saga two now? Or? No, I don't. It's uh, it's twenty dollars on Steam, which is a fair price. Is that? Uh, but I'm just waiting. Is that U.S. dollars or Australian? U.S. dollars. It's always U.S. Yeah. dollars, isn't it? Yeah. And so I, I am waiting for it to go on sale. Um, not because the I not because the game is of poor quality, but just I'm not, I don't have a lot of money right now, so I, I tend to buy games when they're on sale. So. Uh, yeah, like just like the other day, I picked up The Witcher Three uh, on set half price. That's it's a actually, massive game. That, that's yeah. a hundred hours at least, isn't it? Yes, that is a hundred hours of your life gone. Yeah, so I bought that game. I haven't pl- I haven't started playing it yet because <laughs> because I still got a lot of other games I want to play. So I'm still playing through uh, Total War Rome Two, uh, and I'll, I'll, I won't be done with that game for a while yet. And I'm also playing through a new a new playthrough of Skyrim independently to. <laughs> Andrew's amazing <laughs> Skyrim playthrough that he just started the other week. Uh, you can check out his attempts at playing Skyrim on our YouTube channel uh, if you're interested in seeing a complete novice run around and slaughter wildlife in Skyrim. Yeah. Um, okay. So if if you are interested in seeing me, it's play actually Skyrim. pretty. I think you were really good, actually, and really funny. I thought. I thought that was quite funny. Uh, I, performance art is basically what it is. <laughs> Episode two will be coming out soon. I don't take soon. it seriously. I we didn't do a st- we didn't do any story missions. It no. was just I got randomly deposited somewhere. Yeah. On the map. I think you will I probably wouldn't... pick up some story missions soon. Yeah. Uh, I, there was one guy who was offering me like quests and stories. Yeah. I killed him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but yeah. And not... then it said quests failed, and I went, "Oh, he was going to give me stuff," and yeah. then I like gutted his corpse a couple of times. <laughs> I think I actually got some requests from people to maybe start one or two major plot plot lines with with your character so we might we might do that next okay. time yeah I've got to say like where mm. our videos aren't usually that popular but in yeah. the past like couple of weeks this has gone on a week it has been a week hasn't it's it it's been a fair few views it's, yeah. it's actually if this trend continues it may be rather popular so uh, I do encourage anyone who's listening who hasn't watch that video to check it out because it is very much if you like, don't like Skyrim it's yeah. okay neither do I yeah. I make it entertaining <laughs> like it's, I actually put some purpose to this it's a lot like this podcast, but we're just playing a game at the same time. So it, it, it's me versus all of wildlife. Yes, so, <laughs> and I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, it's, I thought it was quite entertaining. So episode two, I'm going to edit that in the next couple of days. That should go up soon. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, other than Total War Rome Two, which I must under, underscore again, really great game. Really enjoying that game. Um, I've been playing a couple of random little things. Uh, not a hero. I picked up not a hero, and that's both from the same people who did uh, Into the Gungeon yeah, and uh, Hotline Miami. Yeah. It's Devolver Digital. I almost said Miami Vice. Then I think I they, always always say that. I think Devolver is the publisher. To be clear, I think yeah. it's a different developer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it follows in a similar vein in the sense that it's quite violent and funny. Um, not a hero is a very UK centric game. It, it's a lot of humor in that game that's very British. So I don't know whether it would play well to someone who isn't familiar with with British culture. I think Australians generally are more intimately familiar with British culture than Americans. We, yeah, but we we watch a lot of like BBC, especially BBC television and yeah. we have a lot of uh yep. immigrants from that part of the world here as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, yeah. My wife is from the UK for instance. Yeah, so yeah. uh yes, there's a lot of jokes that are specific to different regions of the UK, but it's basically a really funny, really violent side scroller where a rabbit in a suit from the future 
rec- or he says he's from the future and he says he's a rabbit. Um, I don't know. I have a suspicion that he's going to be just a dude in a suit, but um, <laughs> recruits a group of criminals to, to I guess, basically assassinate criminal uh, figures in England uh, in an attempt to become the mayor of the world. Uh, oh, to be oh, elected so, mayor of the world. Okay, um, so so not dictator, just elected mayor. Yeah, you know, he wants so to, this guy's on the up yeah, and up. He wants to be elected, like, you know, legally elected mayor of the world. Um, but he will do so by winning votes uh, through the means of, of killing underworld figures. Uh, and, and you basically play as, like, this, these uh, sort of, I guess, scumbags that he recruits <laughs> from different areas of the UK that go on missions to, like, to, like assassinate different cr- crime uh Bosses, basically. So, so is this gonna, yeah. is this a two player game as well? Can no, it's a single player game. Single player. Ah, it's, yeah. It's quite. It sounds f- like the kind of thing that you and I could might be able to enjoy playing. I'm going to do a video of it. I think just a really short let's play, just mm. to show people who haven't seen this game what it is, because it is really funny and uh, and and quite visceral. The violence is is quite shocking, but in a way that makes you laugh. You know, mm. uh, lots of swearing and uh, and just weird humor that I appreciate. So. Yeah, that's up my alley in a big way. I'll I'll do a video of that. Uh, other than that, yeah, I've bought The Witcher but haven't played it. Uh, bought, um, well, I was actually given the first episode of the new Hitman game, which is like episodic. It's a weird thing. Yeah, but, but it works really well for it from what yeah. I read. Like I've actually played some of the uh, the first Hitman games and mm, the original I, Hitman games. Yeah, yeah the yeah. I wasn't. I mean, I'm not good at those games, but I enjoyed ruining them. For anyone mm. watching, where you're meant to do stealth and pick up costumes, <laughs> and I go, you go in all guns blazing. <laughs> oh yeah. yes. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I put so much effort into sneaking into the situation first, like and getting into the situation, then just go, yeah. And then you pull out twin Uzis and just <gasps> massacre yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's mission failed, but like That's up legit. until that point. That's a legitimate way to play the game. You won't get like the best ratings, but as long as the guy oh, no, no, gets I killed, I always die. Yeah. Oh, you get killed. Okay. I yeah. Get killed. Yeah. He's not much of a bullet sponge, Agent Forty Seven. No. Uh, no. He's, uh, he's a bit of a weak ass. Yeah. Though. I can take more bullets than that bloke. Can. So I haven't. Again, I haven't started playing that game yet because so I'm worried. Why did you? Why did you get it? Did you? Were you given it? Or? Yeah. So I was talking to my friend Nathan, who's a PC gamer par excellence, um, and he was upset that I was playing these old games like Total War Rome Two and Skyrim on my brand new PC and said you should play something with really good graphics so that you can see what your PC is capable of. So he actually gifted me episode one of Hitman. Oh, wow, that's so nice. Really nice, yeah. I mean, that's $15 US worth of game there. Wow. Which is like, you know, $1,000 Australian, so... uh, (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. There's actually a game on Steam. Our currency sucks. It's Monopoly (laughs) money. Help, help. Uh, Yeah, so I'll, I'll play that. At some point. I'll, I'll probably come back next episode and talk about my experience playing Hitman. Um, maybe not The Witcher, because, again, I, I'm scared that that's going to be the ma- most massive time sink. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like it's like mm. a sponge that you, you keep soaking up your time and, and yeah. your worth as a human being. I don't think I can play Skyrim and The Witcher 3 at the same time. I think I need to do what I want to do in Skyrim, which is basically play the DLC that I bought recently. Yeah. I finally bought the DLC for this game. Uh, so I want to play that first, especially before Andrew runs across it in his playthrough. I want to do it first. Okay, all right. I don't want you to do the fun things first. I want me to do them. So uh, just just to just to be clear here, yeah. I don't let Rob in. Like I never let Rob see the map because Rob is so okay <laughs> yeah. with Skyrim that when I'm playing, I, yeah. he goes, "Oh, you got show me the map. I got it." And I go, "No, don't, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. I will do this." I kind of like you blundering around, but I'm hoping that your blundering will lead you in some way towards the, some sort of plot, plot the line the only person plus, that know. I came across that mm. I did not kill was someone who offered me beer <laughs> yes 
that's episode the spoilers for episode two but in episode two andrew drinks beer with a bunch of people um unfortunately i didn't have the eat the uh what's it called realistic needs uh mod activated so you couldn't get drunk with them but i will activate that for episode three so if you choose to get drunk Funny things could possibly happen. And you got to re- remember that uh, we're already pretty drunk when we play this. Like we, we're a few <laughs> beers in. So why not role play your drunkenness in the game? Um, but yeah, yeah. So speaking of fantasy lands, you and I actually went out the other night. We did. Together. Yes, it was. We went on a date. I socialized with this bugalogs, which is something I don't normally choose to do. But his hand was on my knee the entire evening. Yes, that's he right. He wore that sexy black dress that I like. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's one for you, I guess, now. Are we keeping score here? Uh, so, yeah, we went out to a, a pub called The Loaded Dice, which is a tabletop gaming-themed pub. It's right. It's actually right next door to a tabletop gaming store called uh, 3D6 in uh, Taranong. Apparently in a, uh, like a, a Dungeons & Dragons reference or something. I don't know. I don't yes, know anything 3D6 about that. 3D6 is a Dungeons & Dragons reference. Yeah, okay. uh, or, you know, you could probably say it's a, it's a Warhammer. It's, it's just a tabletop gaming reference, but it has like some significant meaning for old school D&D nerds. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah so, so this so is a they, pub that... Uh, yeah, and so next door to that, yeah. uh, where they have big open spaces people can play, they have like more intimate kind of closed off tables yeah. where, you, where you, can have, you can get drinks, you can get food like pub food or yeah. we call in australia counter food like burgers and and jalapeno poppers and stuff like that yep and which is what we had yep and then you just you get a game off the shelf and you put it on the table and they had all these magnificent board games there. they had some really really good stuff yeah yeah they had some like you know some modern classics yeah, they had dominion uh, uh, small world you know, uh, uh, deck building games yep yep and we chose we chose hero quest <laughs> Because we're the Milton Bradley classic. We're just that, that those kinds of people, basically. Look, I think the reality what happened. Okay, we went there with, Do you with know my brother-in-law. We should say we went there with my brother-in-law yeah. Jack, who booked the table for us. Yep. Uh, he asked if they had a uh, talisman, which, if you remember from last episode, I think, or the episode previous, episode before, yeah. Um, Jack is a very big fan of talisman. They said we don't have talisman, but we have Hero Quest, which is sort of similar. And he went, "All right, we'll play that." Having no idea that Andrew and I are old hands at Hero Quest. I hate that game so much. <laughs> I think that game's pretty great. But so Hero Quest yeah. is basically like the most read easy version of Dungeons and Dragons you can get. It's like it's a mm. Milton Bradley game. It's it's like it's like a gateway drug. Yes, the Dungeons and Dragons. It like, really is. You know, for yep. for kids aged eight or nine who see people with books and wizards hats and rolling dice, you go, "I really want in on that." And then you. <laughs> that's my impression of me as an eight year old. By the way, I sounded like this. <laughs> Sign me up. I want to be a nerd too. That's Mickey Mouse, jackass. Ha ha, 3D6. Roll for defense. <laughs> this is why I don't <laughs> play games with you. Okay. Um, so yeah. you, you basically got like a, a board. Uh, you've got all and like a grid board yep. with different rooms. And then you have a whole bunch of little mini figurines of the heroes. Yep, miniatures, you might miniatures, say. Miniatures, yep. Yep. And the villains like orcs and gargoyles. You got a DM who's trying to kill you. Yeah, and you got all these little props, basically, it has, it has like all doorways the, and stuff. It has all the basic features of Dun- Dungeons and Dragons on there's, a board game. Yeah, so there's the players, and then there's the dungeon master, or in this case, the evil wizard, uh, who sits behind a like a literally like a screen, like a D and D dungeon master screen, to hide your map and things like that. I mean, it is really 
very much a dumbed down version of Dungeons and Dragons where you move around on the board as if it was like snakes and ladders. So yeah. you roll two dice and you move squares. So yeah, so uh, we we did play this game. Yeah. We uh, we we had a couple of beers. It's fair to say. Yeah, a couple of pints each. Uh, put them away and uh, had some. I would say amazing hamburgers. Rob was yeah, the hamburger was actually really good. Mm. Uh, better than the game. Yes. No, come on. <laughs> we had fun. It was no, fun. no, it was fun. I, I I would play it again with you. It's, yeah. It's not the kind of game that I'm really into, but you know, if you if you have uh, good friends and alcohol, then I think that really helps. Yeah. I, I was the DM. I I dungeon mastered. Jack was the wizard. He played as the wizard. I was the barbarian because I hate magic so very very much. You tend to opt for barbarian. I've noticed. I do. In, I, in almost I'm every a situation. A barbarian. Yeah. You are a bit. So it was it was a good night out. Uh, yeah. was, we did win uh, both campaigns. Yes, he, they played. I should say they played two two different dungeons. They completed both. Uh, we had to exit post haste the first time. Halfway they had to bottle out. Yeah, uh, yep. before we died, but we came back and won. Uh, I suppose that could count as losing, but according no. to the rules, it's not. No. And Rob was a very generous DM. I got. I say. wanted to get. I wanted to like. I didn't want to kill you straight away. I thought let's. Get them hooked first, <laughs> and then and then sort of ramp a difficulty. Take up. all their money, and then all of a sudden he's yeah. jumping over someone's fence with a VCR. So we kind of bend the rules a little bit just to get make sure that you guys survived the first the first dungeon. Hmm. But then for dungeon two, I didn't pull any punches, and you guys survived, which I thought was pretty cool. So we yeah yeah there was um yeah, the second one yeah you, there are a couple of strategies you can utilize there, and it was it was yeah. it was fun enough. But uh, you know I think I think I'll take a break from Hero Quest for uh, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you but a maybe, month or two. Or maybe in a couple months we might come yeah. back and, and pick up where we left off from that. But uh, yeah, that's a cool pub if you live in Canberra, which is none of you. But if you do come to Canberra and you feel like having a beer and playing I don't know Mano War or something like that, then go to uh, the Loaded Dice in Tuggeranong because yeah. that's a cool little pub. Shout outs to the Loaded Dice. Uh, yeah. We're not sponsored by them, by no. the way. We're not sponsored in any way, shape, or form. But if in they want to give me some free beer or possibly drugs, I wouldn't be <laughs> opposed to. Like you went from drinks to drugs. Like there's no food in there. That's the you know the, you got, that's the progression. You go hero quest to D and D, drinks to drugs, Rob to AC. <laughs> so if you do drugs, you turn into me. Speaking of which, what have you been up to, AC? <laughs> Well, I've been playing Skyrim. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. I, I, I was a lizard and oh, I, I got a sword oh, I and I, I killed a, a whole lot of deers and. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know about this. Skyrim, hey, goofy. <laughs> I don't know. What is it with our voices? I don't know. Right. I don't know. It's, I haven't had enough to drink. I need more drink to be a more stable person. Should we just take a break and get more drinks and then keep going? No, no, no. no. We'll, we'll, we'll keep all right, going. all right. So, what have you done? This, this is a train wreck. We're going to see through to the end. I have been doing life stuff as well, actually. Should I talk about my life stuff or not? Uh, Are we taking up too much time already? Yeah, you've taken up 20 minutes. Oh, man. I wanted to mention just one thing briefly. All right, all right. Briefly. Really briefly. So 10, I, 9, I, so 8, my, 7. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. So it was Mother's Day recently, uh, a couple of weeks back. And so it's my wife's first Mother's Day. So I decided to buy her this necklace she'd been talking about for a while, which is basically just a gold bear with the word mama on it, like mama bear. Which she actually espoused an interest in. Want she was like, I want that necklace. So I was like, All right, subtle. So I mentally sort of filed that one away. Like this was months ago. She mentioned it. Yeah, I filed that one away. I was like, Okay, I'm gonna get her that next opportunity. Um, ordered it online. It didn't arrive in time. So on the Friday before Mother's Day, I panicked. Went to JB Hi-Fi and bought her The Sims 4, which is a game that she said she wanted to play for a, a long time now. So I said, Here's Sims 4, and on Mother's Day you can play Sims 4. I'll give you. 
here's my PC, go nuts, I'll take care of the baby, you can play Sims 4, which she loved. So she sat down and played that game. And I just want to mention, she recreated me and her in the game. Uh, re- in a way that's eerily realistic. Some scary, scarily accurate things happened in her game. So I'd just like to briefly rattle off to you. Okay. So, uh, my character gets up at 5am in the morning and plays games. Just by himself. Meg didn't even do anything. But my character gets up early in the morning, goes to the computer and plays games. This is kind of worrying because yeah. it means that the who who publishes yeah. Sims EA isn't it? EA, EA yeah. has a camera in your house That's somewhere. Right. For more accurate Sims representation, we yep. put a camera in your house. The other the other really scarily accurate thing because my wife is uh she gets upset when I'm not at home and often texts me saying she misses me and things. Um, when I went to work one my, when I said when my Sim went to work one day. Her sim got so upset that she went into the bedroom, climbed under the covers, and cried for five minutes <laughs> because I wasn't home. We had a we had a kid that turned out to be a daughter, just coincidentally. Like the game just keeps on getting more and more like accurate to our life. Soon she um, won't need you at all. That's right. So I like to think that my character like just randomly appears at your door, Kramer style. <laughs> it's just like and everyone claps, yay, he's here. <laughs> Applaud. Wait a minute, we didn't create this AC character. <laughs> Funny, funny thing about me and The Sims, like mm. I have had uh, several Sims created uh, of me by friends, and I have created my own Sim. In every single reincarnation of my Sim, yep. he's always gay <laughs> and skips <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and I think that's fantastic. Oh, I love that. That's great. That is absolutely fantastic. I just like that he kind oh, of skips around dear. and I go, oh, he's so kind of cute. I was thinking of trolling my my wife's game of Sims by making an utterly awful Sim. Just logging onto her load, her save game while she's not around, creating the worst Sim ever, making it her neighbor, and then logging out and saving maybe. the game. But maybe I'll just make you. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> do Stalin, because you, you can't do Hitler, but you can totally do Stalin in that game. Yeah, for some reason, the game apparently, apparently AC has told me, because he's this kind of person, <laughs> that if you name your Sim Hitler, the game won't allow that. And there's you no, can. there's no, there's no Adolf Hitler mustache. No, no, there's no toothbrush um, mustache. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Stalin uh, is something that a uh, friend and fan of the show, uh, Andrew Lynch, actually does in every game of Sims. He mm. always creates a Joseph Stalin. Yep. Or Joe Stalin that's to a, his that's, that's to his mates. Tradition. It so, is a tradition. The yeah. Sims is a great game. Like I, I will not let people disparage that game. It is a great game. It's not something that I like for a long time. Haven't sat down to play for. I, I basically skipped Sims three entirely. Uh, Sims 4, I'm happy to let my wife play. But I like knowing that that game exists. And I like seeing what weird things people do with it. So, um, like creating Stalin, for instance. Uh, I yes. just... No, see, I'm, I I get bored of simulation-style games very quickly, as mm. you know. And I just create a whole bunch of people based off my friends, lock them in a room and watch them die <laughs> one by one. Oh, God. And then when death comes, you flirt with death. <laughs> oh, man. The literal sense of actually going and trying to have a baby with death. Oh my god. Yes. Wouldn't it be great if you could? Or, or what you do, what I used to do is I, I made a pool. Yeah. And and then take away the water. And then the ladder. <laughs> and then it's just a whole bunch of people in there. And then you put the water back in. Oh man. You're the worst. It's like bobbing corks <laughs> in the sea. You turn Sims into a murder simulator. You monster. <laughs> you monster. All right. So, okay. So, I had to get that out because I just thought that was so funny. But, all right. What are I like, you. I got to say, mm. uh, before we get to me, I, I like how your, your life thing that you wanted to talk about was still utterly was... game related. That's all I've got. All I've been doing is playing games. Look, I did. I did actually. Yeah, I, got, I got this life thing. I have been doing things in my life. I actually, have... it's, it's, a, it's to do with my. 
my wife who has been playing Look, games. I talked uh-huh. to my wife about this before this episode. What can I talk about? What have, what have we been doing the last couple of weeks? And she's, we, we sort of agreed that we've been doing a lot of stuff, but nothing actually funny or worth talking about on a podcast. It's just been like you know, cutesy stuff like playing with my daughter. Which is funny because you've been, you've been talking for 25 minutes straight. Yeah, yeah. But nothing, but nothing to do with my life because my life's boring. It's not boring. It's just not funny. It's not like pod... It's just like a, the life of a new parent. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my yeah. future daughter hasn't been born yet. Mm. But I wasn't going to stuff up Mother's Day while my wife is pregnant. Because, yeah. you know, mum-to-be soon. So mm-hmm. I went out and, uh, you know... But you'll get... make it to Father's Day, won't you? Yep. Sick. You'll be born before Father's Day. <laughs> I'm going to rake it in. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'll be raking in, but I'm sure... Maybe it'll be a day off from the baby. Happy Father's Day. Get yeah. stuffed. That's based... That's what I asked. What my... Meg was like, what do you want Father's Day? And I'm like... A day where I can pretend for, for at least eight hours that I'm not a father, please. Why do we do this to ourselves? Oh, God. So I, I, I got my, I gave my wife a, a nice, lovely bath and massage oh, and a big bunch of flowers. Nice. And, and the flowers are, are actually sitting on my, my bench top over there. They're still alive. Oh, wow. You managed to make them live. My, my, I, my wife got flowers too, but they, they're long dead. They're dead. Yeah. They died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, that's basically the life part of what I've been doing lately. <laughs> Just like me. Like, you're like, life, ah, oh, I did a thing. All right, moving on. <laughs> But the games part. Oh, the, God. So, nah, I don't know. Like, the things that happen in my life are slightly kind of games-related yeah. often. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I yeah. So, I did go around. I did play Skyrim with you. Yeah. Um, I got to say, Rob was really worried. Because I'm a retro gamer, uh, Rob was really worried that I would not be able to play... Um, uh, Skyrim at all because the control systems would be so foreign to me. Yeah. However, before I became a retro gamer, I was actually somewhat of a PC gamer, mostly because my friends had PCs. Yeah. So I, I am familiar with the um, uh, WASD yeah. uh, keyboards and mouse and everything, and so it wasn't really a big problem for me, except Rob had the stupid mouse uninverted. You need to invert your mouse. Oh, uh, no, that's you need blasphemy. to invert your mouse. You are literally Satan. I uh, How did you know? Get behind me. <laughs> More Get... movies with Tim Allen in them, I say. I reject thee and all thy empty promises. <laughs> Tim Allen, funny guy. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's actually a quote from uh, the film The Critic. Ah, uh, okay. That, that old animated show. Is like... The film The Critic? No, no, no. The, um, the animated series. Okay, because if, if there was a critic movie, we should just stop recording this right we now should, and go watch actually, that movie. We should go watch that that not I think it's like movie. the devil comes in and goes, well, it's like a guy comes in and goes, I think we should have more movies with that delightful Tim Allen. And he goes, not the devil, I do. You may have found me off this time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, uh, Tim, 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 Allen. Tim Allen was just such a 90s joke. Uh, but he, he still has uh, a lucrative career in voicing... Uh, yeah, he voice uh, acts stuff. Buzz, Buzz, I was going to say Buzz Aldrin. Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I went on a bit of a tangent there. You did. So Skyrim... It, you know, I got used to the controls pretty quickly. Have you and... actually been enjoying it? Or not really? Uh, not yet? Or sort of I, ma- not at all? I enjoy the aesthetics. Uh, I am. Pr- I don't think... I-, I will play a couple of the story quests. Yeah. I will play... You know, I will try and do as much stuff. If I run out of things to do, like mm. varieties... I- what I really want to do mm. in this game, my ultimate goal, yeah. is to find a dragon... Mm-hmm. And not use any weapons. Yep. And nobble it to death. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just might... gonna punch that dragon into nuts. So I until found... it dies. I have discovered, and I discovered this only recently because I've never thought about doing this. Mm. 
but there are there is an upgrade there is a skill you can acquire that lets you get do more damage with your fists okay and there is a magical item you can get that allows you to do more damage with your fists as well okay so this might be the end game here the end game for skyrim for me will be trying to nobble a dragon with my fists which is with your bet so if you do that then that's the end of the series probably okay unless i get really into it that's a noble goal that's um suck it just king hit a dragon until it's dead (laughs) basically that's the australian way buddy (laughs) You coward punched that dragon to death. <laughs> he was just standing there in the pub, just having a chat. He spilled a beer on me. <laughs> oh, God. We're literally the worst people. <laughs> we both have our head in our hands right oh, now. Oh, dear. Uh, coward punching is actually a massive problem in Australia, and people have died from it. Yeah, um, it's not a laughing matter. People are actually cowards. Yeah, you yeah. you are literally the worst. It's not funny. But then again, you know, we're, they're, they're not adventurers nobbling, you know, trying to king punch dragons either so no, that, exactly. that is a different context it's a different thing so i will continue to play that mm-hmm. um so please continue to watch i, I don't think i'm going to last like i'm not going to do the whole campaign i'm not going to do the whole story i just don't think after this series concludes if we have fun and mm. if people are interested enough i might do another series that i'm stupid in yeah sure we could um, do more yeah that could potentially be a thing it could be a thing mm. um other than that uh i did another video with my wife. Yeah, may see. So I started a, a video series called Super Retro Happy Time, of which there are now two episodes. Yes, where we play Japanese exclusive games, uh, retro games, and we did Kawa no Nishi Tsuri Two Zuri Tsuri or Zuri, uh, depending on how you want to read that kanji. And it's basically a fishing slash life RPG simulator sort of thing for the Super Famicom, hmm. and. Uh, when we play tested this before we did the video, we were killed by a squirrel. <laughs> and that is when we went, yes, we have to play this game. Oh my god. So your hit points or your life meter gradually decreases unless you eat. Wow, it has like a it's like a sim. Kind of, yeah. So you actually need to eat, and we were just on low health when we were killed by the squirrel. And so we went and fished and I think we got we got uh, uh we got done in by a, a snake and then we came back to life and then we yeah. got maybe got done in by a, a bat. <laughs> The second time, so video game bats, man, they're the freaking I, worst. I hate bats. I really hate bats in video games. That yeah. is a story for another time. I mm. might actually do a special episode where I just go, "I hate bats. I hate them so much." <laughs> Seriously, come up with something original. Do check that video out. Though. I had a good laugh watching that. It's it's funny. Yeah, this this podcast yeah. isn't just about us spruiking our videos, but we just had a bit more content go up on the site recently on the yeah. YouTube channel. More so. to come as well. Yeah. Um, but we won't go we won't go too far into that that was fun mm. uh, I did actually do some tests on some consoles mm-hmm. lately um, so I have two PAL uh, NES top loaders like the what you call the NES 2 version like the updated one mm-hmm. uh, one of them is modded for AV out the other one is just normal RF out which is like the aerial that goes into the back of your old CRT television yep yep now, I was curious because you and I always use the uh, the normal RF version mm. and it looks fine to us. Mm-hmm. So I plugged in the modded version that I did mm-hmm. just as a test to see if there were any differences, whether the, the, the colors would be more Is dynamic or brighter. Or just on the screen itself? Just on the screen. I just I was moving all my stuff into the garage and I just wanted to... I found my uh, modded NES uh, 2 with AV, mm-hmm. plugged it in, really surprised. No difference. Wow, okay. Now... It's surprising because RF is usually of a lower quality, but the the of the chips in there that feed the video into the RF is so are so good, mm. and the shielding for RF because if the shielding is bad, then the other components and, and power supply will interfere with that. Mm. Um, are so bad that it degradates the signal. Right. This time I could not 
find any difference whatsoever. And I was just impressed. And I, you know what? I'm going to keep using the RF version of this because there's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Wow. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Man, Nintendo make good consoles. Well, y- yes and no, because the American NES 2 mm. is a big pile of steaming poo. Oh, dear. Uh, it's, not, it's actually not that bad, mm. uh, but a lot of them had these lines that appeared uh, oh. vertical, what they call uh, uh, jail bars down the oh, center of the really? screen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because the shielding was bad. So what we have is actually the updated version. Ah. And once again, the, the Famicom updated version, the Famicom 2... Mm. Uh, that actually just has AV out, so there's no problem. There. Right. You don't need the shielding if you have AV hmm. for the most part. There you go. So that was just an interesting little thing that I found. Uh, yeah, yeah. I also got a new uh, PC computer. Now onto a quick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, back up, back up. Yeah. AC. Yeah. You. Yes, me. Have a gaming PC. Is it you? AC, stupid in Skyrim, Yoshimura. Have a gaming PC. I was hoping we could skip over this. <laughs> stupid in Skyrim. That better not become my nickname. I'm actually really actually, I'm actually really excited because because uh, a world of frustrating gaming experiences is now open to you. This is why I don't because I used to be a <laughs> PC gamer because my parents would never buy me a console. Yeah, uh, and then I, I, I was I finally got a a, um, a master system which was already way out of date, and then finally I got a, a relatively in date uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah, and you didn't have to mess with settings and yeah. like oh I don't have this video card and oh Doom won't load properly and oh this disc is corrupt and all that kind of stuff yeah, I did yeah. not like dealing with that um, but that's not to say I don't like PC gaming it's just that I don't I want things to work first time yeah. because I don't have time to mess around with stuff for half an hour before I get something to work yeah I mean I joke I joke most games work fine so I, so I came in I, I'm not going to say I, I came into money I mm. had an opportunity <laughs> my rich uncle died and <laughs> yeah. no no um, so basically I had a, a an opportunity to because I'd saved a bit of money mm-hmm. to buy a PC and of course I'm not going to be able to save money because my daughter's going to be born within six weeks yes oh man that's so soon it's so soon. so soon and I just went you know what I'm, I'm going to do something now I'm going to buy a big PC sort of gaming thing which I can upgrade if I need to yep. and it, it'll be good for me for video editing and a whole bunch of stuff because I have a, a um, an Elgato capture card and I might want to stream stuff in the future and stuff mm-hmm. especially from my uh, my retro freak so I bought this PC literally yesterday at this time of recording so we're recording on a Saturday I bought it on the Friday mm-hmm. uh, Rob was a really big help yeah. and like he was doing movie night with his wife and I was like going Rob I need your help I don't know whether this is good or bad <laughs> I'm guessing increasing numbers on this means it's a good PC but uh, yeah. basically I got, got a, a second hand PC but it was it's in really good condition the guy yeah. took really good care of it no dust on the inside or anything like that yeah not, not caked with dust you got a good I'm gonna say you got a good deal yeah I mean, it is secondhand, but he took care of it, and uh, the specs are are solid. And I think for the price, you're you're gonna have a like a good experience. Yeah. With with this PC, so. So what what is it? It's an i. It's an i seven four seven seventy for the CPU. It's got uh, twelve gig RAM. Twelve gigs of RAM, which is a bit weird, but then you get another four gig stick, and you'll you'll have 16. bump it up to sixteen. May as well. Uh, and it's got an R nine two ninety X AMD graphics card. Which is still, I think, quite solid. I think yeah. that'll play most games at 1080p fine these days. And I'll, so. you know, and, and I can upgrade that as well. That's the great. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do because I have been messing around with laptops for such a long time. And they're not upgradable. In Japan, I had a um, just a, 
a PC. A lot of PCs in Japan that I had died, mm. but I would continually fix them, upgrade them, yeah. and just kept bits and bobs and just kept swapping things out yeah, uh, yeah. until that they were basically an amalgam piece of stuff where I couldn't actually get the case back on. The PCs are kind of like the human body. Like over ye- over like many years, it will look outwardly like the same PC, but it's actually completely different because mm. it, all the parts have been changed. You know, so I haven't put everything on uh, this new PC yet. Yeah. I'm still getting used to it. It has like a surround sound sort of system with a subwoofer. And, yeah, you got um, a bunch of like peripherals with yeah, it I as got well, a, like a keyboard that lights up and like a gaming mouse. And yeah, the first thing I did, I went onto Steam and I only have two games on on my Steam account because I'm afraid of if I buy any. Yes. I the first thing <laughs> I did was download or you know basically get. Worms Armageddon on my PC. Yes. And we want to hurry up and finish this podcast. Yes. Rob included, so we can go play yes. Worms Armageddon. Let's wrap this up because I want to play Worms with you, Ace. <laughs> the so, stupid show is getting in the way of Worms. It really kind of is, actually, yeah. this time. So yeah. that's, um, I'm really looking forward to messing around with this. Uh, I, I have a lot to learn. Yeah. I don't have a lot of time to learn that in. Mm-hmm. The PC is in my study nook at the moment, which will be transferred into my garage after I get a suitable desk for it. I yeah. Think. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about this, and yeah, I'm really man. looking forward to it. I mean, uh, Doom's come out, so that's probably that's got to be on your radar, right? Oh, Doom is certainly on my radar. I've yeah. seen some people do, and you know, I'm a bit of a Doom one fan. Doom three looked so self serious. I don't know what it was. It, it, mm. but this looks. I, I watched a couple of uh, like the Giant Bomb quick look. Yeah. And like. It just had this humor in it. Like, it yes. just did not take itself seriously. And I went, that is the Doom I remember. That it's, is a Doom I want to play. They've gone back to what made Doom, the original Doom, great. And they've they've kept everything that makes Doom, Doom. And they've, uh, you know, sort of iterated on it a bit and, yeah. and updated some of the things. But they've kept some of the basics. Like, you don't have to reload your gun. So one of us is going to have to know? buy Doom at one point. Yes. It might actually be me. I only have two things on my on my Steam wish list, mm. I think. Um, and because I'm really... I'm actually scared of Steam. I am scared... <laughs> you should be scared. ...that I will play... Uh, I will use Steam and I will not be able to leave. Yeah. Um, which is why I've kind of avoided it for the most part. But... Mm. Um, so the two games that are on my wish list are Doom. Yep. Uh, new Doom, obviously, and uh, Broforce, which is like a, a kind of a, a pixely art sort of uh, 2D shooter, yeah. 2D platforming shooter, which is it's just hilarious. It's just like a, it doesn't take itself seriously either. I like those kind of games. I played it with uh, Andrew Lynch when I was in visiting Brisbane with him. Yep. And I had such a good time. I thought it was the kind of game that you and I should play and maybe do a, a featured game special on at one point. Sure, yep, yep. So I, I need to limit myself with this. Yeah. I, I can't spend too much time baby or money steps. on Steam. Yeah, Steam is dangerous. There's, there's no baby steps. There's just there's, there's no baby steps into getting adult steps or big steps. There's just, <laughs> there's just ducking into Steam going, okay, I need this, and then ducking out again before it tempts me Yeah, like the vile temptress. Just use that, the s- that Gabe is. Just use the search function and don't look at the store page, basically. That sexy, sexy Gabe. <laughs> oh, oh, baby. Okay. So with that, I have a new computer. There yep. might be new stuff coming that in the future. Yeah. And we have talked way too long for this Yeah, segment. this is a bit of a long episode. Sorry about that, guys. But why don't uh, we... Quiz. Quiz time. Let's quiz, quiz it me. up. Quiz me, baby, one more time. Quiz nose. Quiz, quiz nose? Quiz. Quizzle quaz. Mm, why do I do this to myself? We have right. talked quite a bit today, uh, a little bit longer than we usually do. So yeah. you got a quiz? Let's go, 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 go! All right, let's get this done because we're let's get, get this done. It's gathering dust as we speak. Okay, <laughs> figuratively so, on a hard drive, it's gathering dust. All right. So uh, after I said it was dust-free, <laughs> I said that the inside of my computer was dust-free, and then you had to mention dust. Oh dear. <laughs> um, so okay, we're going to do a little quiz that I like to call Simpsons or Sim City. Maybe you've heard of it, but this week. 
Uh-huh. I'm going to do a different spin on this quiz. Okay. This is Simpsons or SimCity Master of Systems Edition. Master of Systems? Yes, the Master of Systems, which hopefully will be you. Oh, oh Master System. Okay, yeah. Sigma Master System it's quiz. It's a joke on, our, on perhaps our favourite retro game console of all time, the Master System. We keep coming uh, back to... We keep coming back to it, don't we? It's not the best console. It's not the worst console. It's just a console. Can we rank consoles at one stage? Because I've, I've got a lot at the bottom of that list. We should. But this, so basically, this is Simpsons or SimCity, which works this way. Which came first, the Simpsons or SimCity? Well, the answer to that question would be SimCity, which came out in February 1989. Simpsons came out in December 1989. It's Unless basically you count the Tracy Ullman show, which was 1987. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I always like to. Yeah. I always like to just to reference that. Okay. So basically, which came first? Okay. Yep. So one of these things. This is the twist. Yep. One of these things is a video game console. Yep. And the other is a historical event. Okay. And so we're going to learn a bit about video game consoles. We're going to learn a bit about history. We're going to test AC's knowledge of history and his knowledge of video game consoles. I think you've actually got a good chance to do well All in right. this quiz. We'll, we'll see. But let's I certainly know see. something about video game consoles. Let's see Maybe. how we do. All right, so AC, you ready to play Simpsons or SimCity Master of Systems Edition? Okay, hit me. Question number one. Which came first, the Sega Master System or Chernobyl? Okay, so are we talking uh, Master System as in the Western release of the Master System? Just the Master System any, Not anywhere the Mark in the world. Not the Mark III. Okay, uh, Master System. No. Uh, oh, no, so you're right. Yes, the Master System happened in 1985. <laughs> the Master System happened in 1985. <laughs> it's much like Chernobyl, except it caused more deaths. Especially in Brazil. <laughs> the tragedy of the Master System happened in 1985. The slightly less tragic Chernobyl disaster happened in 1986. So, Master System first points for AC. Question number two. Which came first, the Atari 7800 or Back to the Future? Oh, okay. Um, This might actually be a bit weird, but are we talking about when the 7800 was first created or first released? First released. Oh, jeez, that's difficult. I'm going to say Back to the Future. No, Atari 7800 by one year. Very close. See, I think it stayed in... Oh, no, it had a limited release for yeah. a little while and then it was brought back into storage and then it was re-released later on after the uh, NES came out. Yeah, that's right. So, oh, no, I can't yep. believe I forgot that. Technically 84. But mostly 86, I think, yeah. is when... Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, man. I feel yep. I feel stupid for not answering that properly. That's all right. But, but I did know the history behind it. I own a 7800, one of those rare people who do. Right, for this one, we're going to go back into the dark ages oh, of dear. video games. The 70s? The, which came first? Yep. The Magnavox Odyssey? Yep. Or President Nixon's resignation? <sighs> See, <laughs> I would totally get this if I knew whenever uh, Nixon's resignation occurred. So I'm testing your knowledge of history. I think Magnavox Odyssey may have came first. Yes, you're right. I 72 think, for the yeah. Magnavox Odyssey. Nixon resigned in 74. Okay. Okay. All right. I moving. Knew, I knew, actually, I knew the, the Odyssey was 72. I could not tell you when, when Nixon resigned. Moving into a little bit further, a bit, sorry, a little bit closer to uh, the modern age. Okay. Which came first, the Phillips Odyssey or the Fall of Saigon? The Fall of Saigon as in the end of the Vietnam War. Phillips Odyssey? Yeah, the Phillips Odyssey. So this is Phillips diff- had an Odyssey. This is, this is different from the CDI. Yes. This is the Phillips, this is the Phillips version of the Odyssey console. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um... Which came first? That's not really 
much more recent. I got to say, no, it's it's only a little bit more recent. To give you a hint, but which came first? Which hap- did the Vietnam War end before the Odyssey came out, or did the Vietnam War end after? The um, the Vietnam War ended before. Yes, you're right. Yes, yep. seventy six for the Phillips Odyssey. That's a bit of minutia. That's a bit of like retro game minutia there. Yeah, like, uh, even I'm unfamiliar with. Not that many console. people know about the Phillips Odyssey. All right, question number five. Which came first, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred? Yep. Or the Iranian Revolution? Damn. The Iranian... These are all important events. I've chosen actually important historical events for the most part. Okay, what would... I'm gonna, for I'm the gonna, most I'm gonna, part. I'm going to call a friend. Ayatollah, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Your old mate Ayatollah. <laughs> how you going, mate? Uh, yeah, no, I just got... No, no, you're going live to air right now? <laughs> uh, I am going to say that... Uh, Atari 2600. You're right. Yes. People were playing combat a year before the Iranian Revolution, 1978. I actually think they were playing that in Iran. Yeah. I hope, I'm really hoping they were. I think they, 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 they probably were, and they probably kept playing it. Um, mm, that's all they had that's, for mm. such a long time. <laughs> I'm so sad. Poor Iranian people. Uh, okay. Yes, the, the Atari. Uh, so, interesting, interesting. Yeah, there you go. Question number six. Which came first, the Famicom or the Falklands War? Yeah. Bit of alliteration there for Falklands you. War. Falklands War, yes, by one year. Yep, yep. 83, 82. Yep. 83 is when the Famicom came out. 82 is the Falklands War. And yep. I only remember the Falklands War was 82 because of uh, Adrian Mole's secret diary. Or Adrian Mole aged 13 and three quarters or something. <laughs> oh, I, I remember Mole. getting that. <laughs> oh, Such man. a stupid book. What a loser. <laughs> what a loser. He was very whiny. He was very whiny. He was the whiniest I remember him bonds. talking about that and I know that the um, Famicom came in 83. Okay, next. All right, question number seven. Which came first, the Intellivision or Scarlett Johansson? Uh, what's a Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> what's, what's a Scarlett Johansson? I mean, okay, who is... Who is Scarlett Johansson? Are you honestly asking me who Scarlett Johansson is? Right. Oh, no, uh, Black Widow, right? Yes. Okay, excellent, yes. Oh, okay. Wow, okay, I thought she was like just so, such a famous person that you would know, but all right. I, cool. I, no, it was just, there was someone, it was the, Catherine Zeta-Jones and was milling around in my head, and I okay. went, that girl from Zorro? No, 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 so someone else. They both have very, like, very Hollywood names. You know? Yeah. Well, it's such a Hollywood name, Scarlett Johansson. If that's her real name, then that's pretty someone cool. who actually does work in media, I know nothing about famous people. I just, I don't, I watch movies, but I don't pay attention to who's in them. Okay, um, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, no, in television by two Ooh, years. Two television. Years. So she's actually born in 1984. So she's younger than us. Which is weird. I always thought she was older than us, but hey. Catherine Zeta Jones is younger than <laughs> us. <laughs> Get Catherine Zeta Jones out of your head. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. She's yeah. out. She's out. She's out. You've been watching bloody what's it called? That movie with her uh, Zorro. She's <laughs> the only one she's in, right? No, is that, is that the one she's in? She's in that one with Sean Connery where she wears that leather outfit. That will forever be seared. Highlander. She was forever in Highlander. Seared into my into my brain. Um, no, it was um. Entrapment. Oh, Outworld. Right, Outworld, where where he wears that red leather outfit. Sean Connery. Gotcha. I, yep. I hate you, AC. <laughs> question number. Skewer B films. They're all in my head. Question number eight. Yep. Which came first, the Vectrix or the Sony Walkman? Sony Walkman. Yes. Yes. Seventy nine for the Walkman. Eighty two for the Vectrix. Yes, I you're right. Believe. You get extra points for that. I um. If this game mattered, yeah, that would be exciting for you. But it... I actually own a Vectrix. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who owns one. You got both right. I'm actually. I knew you do well on this. I'm pleased. I'm very pleased. Question number nine: Which came first, the Sony PlayStation or the Battle of Mogadishu? What the hell is that? What? That's the, the otherwise known as the Black Hawk Down incident. Oh, okay. Uh, Black Hawk Down. Yes, by one year. 
By one year. 94, 95? Yep. So those... Uh, 94 for Black Hawk Down, yep. 95 for Sony PlayStation. Those Brave Rangers would have been playing Mega Drive games, I guess, or, or Super Nintendo games while they relaxed, not PlayStation. 3DO, they, could, they might have been playing the 3DO. Yeah, they might have came been. out in yep. 93, I think. But they certainly weren't playing PlayStation because that <laughs> came out in 94. <laughs> and perhaps things would have been different. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> Oh, 94, not 95. Yeah, okay. if they just played some Metal Gear Solid, they might have not crashed those helicopters. Well, no, that didn't come out till 99, I think. Oh, damn it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Okay. Question number 10. Which came first? The Mega Drive? Yep. Or Prime Minister Thatcher's third term? Uh, do, 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 Mega Drive. You're right, yes. Oh, no, sorry. No, you're no, wrong. I'm Thatcher. Wrong. Thatcher's third term. Third term. 87. Mega Drive 88. So, oh really? Yeah. Mega Drive eighty eight. Eighty eight. That late. Yep. Okay. No. no okay. That makes sense in yep. my brain now. Yep. Okay. I am willing to admit that I got that one wrong. There you go. Despite the fact that it's one of my more preferred consoles. So I, 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 the greatest tragedy of all, I left till last. But um, there you go. So you've done well in that quiz. You scored seven. Seven out of three. Like, to be, it's usually it's a completely random nature. This mm. the questions I got right. I was confident that I got right because I actually knew when the consoles were legitimately released. So you have a, a solid knowledge of history, of modern history, and video game consoles. So no, I have, you... I have, a, I have a working history of consoles, but just, but the some of them, some of the world <laughs> events, I was able to work out as to like when I was alive or not. Well, working things out is a, a form of wisdom, I suppose. So well done to you. Now before we wrap up this episode, we do. have have a listener question okay oh yeah we've so, been getting a few of these so yeah yeah write us a question we'll we'll happily answer all right it. i'll just rattle this off quickly the question is uh so oh where is it where is it i've lost it here we go all right so uh the question is now that renowned life hacker ac god damn it has life don't call me a life hack now that renowned you life hacker ac hack. has life hacked his garage into a place for gaming does he call it a man cave <laughs> No, I do not call it a man cave. Um, I find the word, the phrase man cave really gross. I don't know about you. It just sounds disgusting, and I don't know why, but it just does. Like You're homophobic, Rob. You're I, damned homophobic. Is being disgusted at one's body homophobic? If so... Um, I'm not disgusted by my body at all. My body is a temple. It's beautiful. I worship at it in the mirror. Oh, God. I take photos of it and slide it under people's doors at night. Mostly old ladies, but you know. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I have moved the overwhelming majority of my stuff into the garage. Rob saw it today. Yeah. I've got a big leather recliner in there. It looks really cool in there. I'm a bit jealous, I have I've, to say. I've got my uh, my um, Game Boy uh, set up. I've got like all the, the boxed release titles for the Game Boy all set up in there. Mm-hmm. I have Back to the Future posters. I have set up a projector so I can watch stuff while I'm playing games. Mm-hmm. And I do not call it a man cave. I everyone else calls it a man cave. Everyone goes, oh, he's got a bit of a man cave now. It's such a dis- that's why I don't like about this derogatory. What I really don't like about that term is that it's like it's it, it's saying your interests are so shameful that they need to be hidden away in, in a, a dark room. room. But the thing is, it is a dark room. It is quite dank because that's where the laundry is. So <laughs> it fits every description of a cave. <laughs> it's a dark, sweaty cave full of games. It, it does fit that description, but I don't call it a man cave. It, yeah. you, it could probably be described as... But you've got to remember that like women... It used to be like the sewing room for women. Oh, I really wanted a sewing... You know, she really wants a sewing room. Which is like a, a, yeah. a place for women to do womanly stuff. Yeah, now we have a man cave where men do manly stuff. Yeah, I don't so. know. I don't like either term, to be completely honest yeah. with you. It's just, they're just rooms of the house. I like to call it your game room. Uh, so, I have... 
when a, a popular bookstore closed down called Borders, mm. they were selling all their signage, and I got one of the pieces of signage that said uh, "Antiques and Collectibles." <laughs> yes, I'm just looking at that sign now. Uh, and I put it above the doorway in all of the places that I put all my games and workshop and everything like that. And uh, <laughs> it sits above the garage door now and just Fantastic. says "Antiques and Collectibles." That's great. So I, I, I guess I called the AC room yeah. or something, or the um, Antiques and Collectibles. Hey, a AC. Yeah, like it. So the, it's kind of the just the AC room. Okay. Uh, I don't really call it the man cave because, like you, it just I don't like the connotations of it. Yeah. And plus, women are allowed in there. That's right. That's where Maria and I do all of our recordings. So it's not like, oh my god, you got to get women out of the man cave. The no, ma- of course you don't. Yeah. You want women in the man cave. That's right. I that w- also sounds a bit I, weird when I say it out loud. I love women in my man cave. <laughs> And with that, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us on the interwebs at gamelifebalanceaustralia.com, where you'll find links to our podcast feeds, video content, blog posts, and links to our sister show in the United States. You can follow us on Twitter if you're so inclined. I'm at Reboarded, AC is at ProTally. And our official Twitter feed is at GLB Australia. Where it's dying a slow, slow death. We have a total of 27 <laughs> followers. <laughs> it's, it's catching up to me, baby. That's 27 more followers than we deserve. If you enjoyed listening to our show, uh, do please shoot us a review on iTunes, rate us, review us, recommend us on Overcast or whatever other podcast app Tell you your might... friends. Just tell your friends. Just yes. say, hey, dude. Game Life Balance Australia, those guys are pretty yeah. cool. They might even sell you some drugs. Yeah, screw all that crap. They're, just, they're pretty cool guys. Just word of mouth. Just tell people that you've listened to our show and that it entertains you mildly. <laughs> and uh, that will be plenty for us. It's quite a lie. Uh, yeah, and the the US guys are trucking along nicely. Yeah. Despite their rampant internet connection problems. Yes, they're going to be switching to a bi-weekly format, which is kind of cool. Because it means that on our off week, when we're not uh, posting podcasts... You can uh, listen to Game Life Balance US. And so it'll be, yeah, yeah, us on one week, them on the next yeah. week. Basically, we're tag teaming you. And uh, <laughs> so we'll tap so out. Wrong, yet we'll so tap very out, right. and then uh, St- Uncle Stabo Martin and Cody. Nigerian Princess Goff, Goff will <laughs> will step in. At, so, you know, it'll tide you over until you listen to our next episode. So they, And it's, it's so funny because those guys, like, especially Cody, who works. In radio and mm. as does radio as his main job, does several podcasts. He's got this great podcasting equipment. He's mm-hmm. got like he's got like a great microphone, a yeah. great rig, yep. great computer. Makes our our equipment absolutely. Like Oops, write that one down. Bad internet connection. It's so terrible that it keeps cutting out. You go. You have all this great. You have all of this great equipment. Mm. And it's like the the only thing that's letting you down is like this terrible internet connection that you you are forced to use through Google Hangouts. But yeah. I think that they, they must do like some kind of some kind of record on both sides. So when you listen to the podcast, it's fine for the podcast, but not for yeah the uh, podcast- suckers like me who watch the YouTube channel. Podcast sounds great, but uh, you know do check out the YouTube channel as well. I suppose if you're into the video podcasting thing, they they do a, a- we should try that once just just once. Just mm. we should just release one episode, and then people will see why we never do that. They'll also see your dangus, which <laughs> my dingus dangus dungus. Yeah, mm, that thing. My DDD <laughs> king DDD. Oh, Sorry, that's and with that. With that, <laughs> that's probably the right place to end this bumper edition of Game Life Balance Australia. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next fortnight. Fortnight, fortnightly king DDD, <laughs> king dingus dangus dungus. Please stop. <laughs>